Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Good afternoon. It's Brooke Howard with The Daily Beast. It's Wednesday, September 30th, and these are the top stories the Chi-Chi team is watching right now. In a stunt to reinforce President Trump's so-called law and order campaign, his administration is reportedly making plans to raid sanctuary cities in the coming weeks. The Washington Post reports that, quote, an immigration enforcement blitz will take place in October and California may be hit first later this week. Two officials describe the move as more of a political messaging campaign than an important immigration and customs enforcement operation. It would supposedly help Trump underline two themes of his campaign, cracking down on immigration while attacking Democrat-led cities. In his book, a win-win situation. An ICE spokesperson said that the agency does not comment on Trump's operations. President Trump did not even have Fox and Friends by his side on Wednesday morning. The trio of hosts, Brian Kilmeade, Steve Ducey, and Ainsley Earnhardt, made clear just how disappointed they were after the first presidential debate of the year. Kilmeade seemed particularly downtrodden about Trump failing to grasp the opportunity to condemn white supremacy and the Proud Boys group when moderator Chris Wallace challenged the president to condemn right-wing extremism live on air. Instead of doing that, Trump managed to provide a thrill Proud Boys group with a new slogan that they rapidly incorporated into a new logo, quote, stand back, stand by. Kilmeade said, quote, Donald Trump blew the biggest layup in the history of debates by saying, not condemning white supremacists. Ducey was perhaps the saddest puppy of the hosts, comparing the debate to a substandard meal at a well-regarded eatery. Striking the same melancholic tone, Earnhardt said, quote, everybody was just shaking their heads when she walked to work on Wednesday. Kilmeade then remarked that, quote, we were the big losers last night before quickly clarifying that he meant the American people in general, rather than himself and his two co-hosts. Right. Sounds like somebody is getting scared. Top GOP officials have reportedly been panicking after seeing such high numbers of Democratic voters in key states returning mail-in ballots. And, apparently, these voters are doing it at much higher rates than Republican voters. According to the Washington Post, the gap in mail voting is so extreme that it's led to urgent discussions among senior GOP officials. One Republican strategist said that he was horrified by the, quote, astronomical numbers. Even Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has reportedly met with President Trump twice to try and urge him to stop bashing voting by mail. As a politician... This is probably not the kind of thing you would want to hear. President Trump is said to have acted like a crackhead during Tuesday night's debate. Well, that's at least according to one previously undecided voter. Ruthie, a voter from Pennsylvania, 
participated with 15 other undecided voters in a focus group led by veteran Republican pollster Frank Luntz. In the group, Ruthie said that she was shocked by Trump's behavior during the debate and compared it to Biden trying to, quote, win an argument with a crackhead. She and three of the group's participants now back Biden, while two are supporting Trump. The remainder of the focus group, somehow, are still undecided. In Mariah Carey's bombshell newly published autobiography, she devotes hundreds of pages to recounting how her ex-husband Tommy Mottola, 21 years her senior, allegedly held her captive and exerted mind-boggling control over every aspect of her life. Mottola, a powerful American music executive, has previously admitted to having been a controlling husband. Before the release of Carey's memoir titled The Meaning of Mariah Carey, Matola tried to get ahead of the story and told Page Six, quote, I am deeply gratified to have played that role in Mariah's well-deserved and remarkable success and continue to wish her and her family only the very best. Those careful well wishes, however, are likely to be swept aside by the devastating picture Carrie paints in her new book of the multiple torments Matola, the then boss of Sony, whom she met when she was 18 and he was 39, allegedly inflicted on her. Carrie writes that she initially saw Matola's strength and power as a way of protecting her from her own dysfunctional family of origin, and says that in the early days of their relationship, he would tell her that she was the most talented person he knew. While she does concede that he was a brilliant businessman and executive, she recounts the times Matola monitored her every move inside her own home with security cameras. He would not let her leave the home without his explicit permission he recruited staff to spy on her, and Matola menacingly ran a butter knife along Carrie's cheek and down her throat in the company of two of his friends when he realized the marriage was over. Carrie, who is biracial with a black father and white mother, nearly accuses Matola, who is white, of racism at several moments in the book, writing, quote, From the moment Tommy signed me, he tried to wash the urban, translation, black, off of me just as he did with my appearance. Carrie says she realized she had to leave Matola when he flew into a rage after she went to Burger King with a female rapper without permission. It seems every week now, another country is trying to open its borders amid the global health pandemic. This time, it's Panama, which just announced its plans for a reopening beginning October 12th. Visitors will need to have a negative or antigen COVID test that is no older than 48 hours upon arrival. If they do not, they will be required to take a rapid test upon arrival that costs roughly $30. They must also fill out an affidavit before checking in to agree with health protection measures. There is not, however, a health insurance requirement. While in Panama, face masks are required in all public spaces. Other Latin American countries, including Brazil, Colombia, Costa Rica, Belize, Peru, and Bolivia have either opened or released plans to open borders. That's all for today. Check back every weekday morning and afternoon for more of the news you need to know. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts.
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.